Welcome back, and a special welcome to our next guest. Her name is Elaine Donnelly. She is the founder and president of an absolutely indispensable organization, the Center for Military Readiness. She is one of our nation's most formidable and accomplished advocates for our armed forces and their imperiled values, culture, and readiness. We want to take stock with Elaine of, well, what I think of as Joe Biden's war on the only military we have at a time when we are more likely to need it than ever. Elaine Donnelly, welcome back to Securing America. It's good to see you, Frank. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure is mine, truly. I'm anxious to get your thoughts, Elaine, on the nature of, if you will, this war against our military. Um, Start, if you would, with the whole idea that there's now a kind of political commissariat that has been established to impose an ideological imprinting on the men and women in uniform, very much at odds with, well, I think the values and traditions of the military for one thing, but our country and its interests as well. We saw it from the very first day of this administration, the Biden administration, uh, after, right after the ceremony of inauguration, the president went and to his desk with a stack of executive orders. One of them said equity, diversity, inclusion would be the priority in all branches of government. Five days later, three days later, he signed another executive order, making it clear that the military would accommodate people regardless of gender identity, among other things. We, of course, we're against discrimination against uh, all the usual categories, but to say that people with gender dysphoria now would have access to the military, it's, it's special treatment because there are a lot of psychological and physical conditions that make you ineligible to serve. But this administration is all in. Not only will there be inclusion of persons with gender dysphoria, but everybody else has to go along with this fiction that you can change sex, a person's biological sex, by changing their appearance. Now, everybody knows that's not true. There's no evidence to back it up in science. And yet everybody has to go along with this. And the consequences are going to be very far reaching. They already are. So we have the sort of Maoist divisive critical race theory agenda, um, inculcating a sense of um, some people are privileged and others are oppressed and dividing the military along racial lines. Uh, We have this um, sort of social engineering agenda of the transgenders and and I guess the homosexuals as well, um, and and women in the combat arms. Uh, you've been tirelessly warning against the effects of all of these for years, uh, Elaine, but it it's being exacerbated, isn't it, by now the practice of actually purging uh, those in uniform who are seen not to be aligned with this agenda. It all starts with priorities. If you say that uh, diversity, equity, inclusion are more important than military readiness, the consequences are very far reaching. Shortly after the executive orders were signed, uh, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, uh, went on a campaign to eliminate extremism in the military. It turns out, we find out a year later, there were only 100 cases, all of them, of course, we don't support extremism in the military of any kind. 
but the programs that were instituted by Lloyd Austin focus only on the right-wing groups, the white supremacists, the people, they don't have any place in our military, but what about the jihadists? What about Al-Qaeda? What about um, the people who are out in the streets burning things and tearing down history? The materials of the administration are so narrow, they don't look at the wide uh, issue of extremism on, with an even-handed uh, way, a measured way, not to ex, you know to to purge people from the military, uh, if if they have well if they voted for Donald Trump for instance, uh, this yeah, is that, is a that seems to be pretty much a, the leading indicator of what they're trying to get rid of, and Elaine, let me just ask you about one other piece of this, which is that. Uh, another aspect of the war on the military and that is having the effect again, as you say, of subordinating readiness, war fighting capabilities to some other agenda it has been this insistence that everybody has to be vaccinated against uh, well, what I call the Chinese Communist Party virus. And those who won't submit to it, um, either for religious reasons or otherwise, are going to be among those purged uh, from the armed forces. Talk a little bit about what the effects of that order on top of these others is having on, well, not just unit cohesion, but actual units uh, across the military, notably in our special forces. That policy too has been taken to extremes. When you have people with natural immunity, when you have people with legitimate claims of religious uh, concerns about it, to just blanket uh, discharge people uh, with very, very few, a minuscule number of exceptions, uh, this is taking things to an extreme. And yes, it is harmful to, to morale. Uh, and the administration is only getting started, Frank. There are three nominees pending right now before the Senate who are going to make things worse. One of them is Ra Ravi Chowdhury. He wrote an op-ed last July, very recent, saying that the Department of Defense should have surveillance uh, electronic surveillance of everybody in the military. Now, at his, his confirmation hearing, he pretended like, well, no, that's not really his policy. He disavowed it, said that was mistaken. Why would he co-author uh, an article like this with a person who advocates that for that full time? Uh, we also have Agnes Garabin Schaefer. She's the architect of both uh, gays in the military, women in combat. She's from RAND. Rand has released so many flawed reports. She is being uh, nominated to be the Assistant Secretary of the Army for manpower and readiness. Uh, this is a key position. She's the, exactly the wrong person to have there. And then we have Franklin Parker for the Navy, same position in the Navy. This guy was putting in place a whole diversity uh, infrastructure in the Department of the Navy on three days after Donald Trump was inaugurated, he was still carrying out the DIE uh, agenda. So you've got three radicals here. They are all right. They are all nominated for high-level positions at the Pentagon. Elaine, I asked to ask you to hold that thought. We're going to come right back with more with Elaine Donnelly about not only the magnitude of the war on our military in the hands of the Biden team, but what we can do about it. It is the only military we have after all, and we must not jeopardize its readiness, its esprit de corps, and its warfighting deterrent capabilities. That and more, straight ahead. 